you need to cut, you know, through the flesh, even if it's hurt, and you know that you're going to lose some data, or, or you're not going to hit all your KPIs, but it's super important to be so, so triple focused on, on, on what you are, what you do, what you want to achieve. Do you want to impact the world and still turn a profit? Then you're in the right place. Welcome to Growth Everywhere. This is the show where you'll find real conversations with real entrepreneurs. They'll share everything from their biggest struggle to the exact strategies they use on a daily basis. So if you're ready for a value-packed interview, listen on. Here's your host, Eric Sue. Before we jump into today's interview, if you guys could leave a review and a rating and also subscribe as well, that would be a huge help to the podcast. So if you actually enjoy the content and you'd like to hear more of it, please support us by leaving us a review and subscribe to the podcast as well. Thanks so much. All right, everyone. Today we have Yam Raghav, who is one of the, the co-founders and the CEO of Zest, which is where marketers go to share and discover stellar marketing content, which is all manually curated. Yam, how's it going? Wow, everything is so great. And thanks for having me, Eric. Yeah, thanks for being here. So why don't you tell everyone a little bit about kind of who you are and, and what you do? Um, yeah, definitely. I'll go uh, briefly through my um, uh, recent history. So yeah, in the last decade or so, I've been in the um, uh, marketing industry. I founded or co-founded a, a web marketing agency some 10 years ago, uh, which grew qu- quite uh, fast. Um, and then I sold my share over there and um, I joined a um, startup from uh, Israel named uh, Webidoo. Webidoo, it's like uh, weeks, uh, but for B2B. So uh, let's say that um, if you have uh, marketing agencies and, and web design studios who create uh, thousands or hundreds of sites each year, so um, they have totally different kind of requirements uh, from a website builder. And at uh, Webidoo, we, we try to, um, um, to be aligned with these requirements. So it was a website builder, but also a full business solution. You can you could, um, um, you know, just issue your invoice over there, bill your clients and special permissions for uh, design teams and, and studios. And so we grew this startup quite fast. I was the ninth employee over there. We raised almost $19 million. And the startup um, uh, grew quite, uh, quite well. And uh, one and a half years ago, I co-founded Zest with my co-founder, Idan. Um, and after we launched Zest, it was actually one year ago, one and even two months ago, we, um, I understood that um, you know, there was a huge uh, traction and growth and we just went all in. And this is what we do in the past, um, yeah, in the past one year or so. And the experience is just amazing. Awesome. So yeah, why don't you tell everyone a little more about Zest and, and what it does for people? Yeah, do, sure, definitely. I'll be happy to do so. So uh, Zest basically, or let's say that our technology knows how to convert information overload into individualized professional knowledge. Um, I know it's quite a uh, mouthful, but uh, eventually what we um, uh, understood that, uh, first of all, you know, we are in the edutech uh, uh, category. And within the edutech category, we put Zest in the um, uh, micro-learning uh, subcategory. And what we understood is that uh, there is no current solution uh, that is both, let's say, efficient and trustable for professionals to come and consume professional knowledge and just, you know, be better at what they do. Um, we are, most of us are just um, bombarded with a lot of resources and different type of content. Um, you know, we don't know what is uh, good for us, although algorithms knows today what is relevant for us. So relevancy is not just Let's say that uh, it's not the name of the game. It's all about the added value that us 
professionals uh, uh, consume from the content that we are exposed to. Um, and what this does is just, uh, let's say that we fight fake news, but for the professional aspect of it. So everything that's related to information overload and information pollution, it's something that we try uh, to beat. And I think that what's interesting in what, in, in, let's say, in how, we, in how we do that is that we harness the, the wisdom uh, of the professional community uh, that we have. So right now uh, we have around 17,000 weekly active users. And what is uh, consumers does, they suggest content that they believe that other community members should, uh, should be exposed to or, or consume. And um, above this uh, consumer layer, we have, we have like a layer of uh, content distillers. We have several dozens of these volunteers. They are like uh, reading the content and make sure that it's insightful and, and, and um, trustworthy and actionable. Um, and what they, they distill in, uh, we have another layer of another uh, um, uh, volunteers called the moderators. Most of this group of people are like VPs, CMOs, and some influencers from the marketing industry. They review the content again, uh, and what they approved get eventually published on the Zest feed. Over there, we learn the behavior of our own users, and then we just individualizing the content for them. So we're not bombarding them with content. We are actually learning their behavior and their preferences. And then we are um, just serving them with the right content. And we're like building them a, a learning path, which makes them to be, again, better at what they do. Um, and this way, you know, we put aside uh, everything that related to filter bubbles, biased algorithms, um, and again, information overload. And we put people in the, in the middle. And this way you cannot gain the system, you cannot ask for votes, you cannot um, ask for comments or shares. Um, we believe that this is the new way of how professionals become better at what they do. Now can they learn and improve themselves? Okay. And so right now, I mean, I, I you know, being, being a user of Zest and having people on the team also use it as well, you know, they go in and they, they see the best kind of marketing content out there. Now, uh, I guess some people are going to say, because you're manually curating everything, um, how, do you, how are you going to go about getting to scale eventually? Because right now everything's just high quality. You guys understand marketing well, but is the goal to scale or is it to stay where you are and then stay in marketing or what's the plan? That, that's a great question, actually, Eric, because um, um, even now that we are fundraising and we are finalizing the seed round right, at this, uh, the, this week, so people ask us the same question. And what we want to build over here, it's a really, um, let's say, sustainable and scalable kind of operation. We know that our first year, we are not going to generate any kind of, uh, we're not striving to generate any kind of uh, hockey stick uh, graph or something like that, vice versa. I want to see a linear steady growth in users, revenues, and um, you know everything that relates to our metrics and KPIs. And um, what we are trying to understand now is what is the right ratio of, the, of this pyramid or, or let's say hierarchy kind of structure to better understand how many people do we need um, and how the machines and technology that we create can support those people's actions because actually today we can't believe that so many people are you know they're so engaged in what we, they do and they just give uh, some of their time uh, to help you know clean the marketing sphere from uh, fluffy content and basic stuff and today it's really manual kind of work but as time goes by our machine learning learned quite good what's what is a good user what is a good domain what is good content and what uh, we we define as professional knowledge and not just you know, content. Um, so we are trying to ease the pain for our own uh, members and all these uh, volunteers. I think that good examples of these technologies, uh, by the way, the, main, the name of the technology is HBC, it's human-based computation. I think that uh, the biggest example for this technology, uh, I think that Waze, uh, that was acquired by Google, they use it. And 
And you know, uh, over there and over here as well, um, it's all based about those volunteers who um, help, help you to make, you know, a better world. In our case, it's just try to map what is content and what is professional knowledge and then just move on from there. But definitely in the next year or so, what we want to, go, to do is to expand to other verticals, to more destinations and to localize the solution as well for different geos, just to, uh, uh, to grow from there. And the more people there are, so the better the product is, the, the smarter the machine gets. And that way we can ease the pain of our own users and then just expand and scale. Got it. So it's the, the nail and scale it model, right? You guys start small first and just like Apple with one product and you guys start to move into perhaps other areas. Definitely. I think that in the past five years, both me and Idan, my co-founder, we really mastered, and I think it's part of a growth kind of mindset, that you cannot spread yourself too thin, um, literally. You need to cut you know, through the flesh, even if it's hurt, and you know that you're going to lose some data or, or you're not going to hit all your KPIs, but it's super important to be so, so triple focused on, on, on what you are, what you do, what you want to achieve. Uh, and then we understood that we really need to be super focused on one vertical. And even then we choose what will be the destination, which is in our case right now, it's just a Chrome new tab extension. Uh, you know, it's a really narrow kind of, uh, and even kind of an intrusive destination, which not everybody used to it at this moment. But it gave us so much um, uh, data and information about uh, how users or how professionals are uh, interacting with professional content. So, um, uh, and because it was so, let's say, high friction in, in a good way, um, the way for our product market fit was quite fast. Uh, we today have some 64 people in our user advisory board. In our team, we have eight volunteers. All of them were users before, and they just wanted, you know, to be part of the action and the movement that we are creating. Um, and that, I think that this kind of be super focused in what you are, whether it's your, you know, then you're cutting back about your messaging and uh, the way that you build the, stru the structure of your site, uh, the solution and how you communicate with your users over email or social media networks, everything becomes so, so sharp. So that's like, I'm calling it the, the ripple effect. You know, you already throw, uh, you're already throwing a stone to the water and you want to create as much ripples as you can. And this is how we see stuff uh, at Zest. Okay. And what kind of numbers can you share around the business today? You said 17,000 users. What else? First of all, everything is open um, uh, to the community and to the tribe and to the web. Uh, one, one month ago, because we started the, our fundraising effort, so we created an investor dashboard, which is open to everybody. It went, it, it went quite uh, spreadable, um, you know, in Israel where we are located and also in the Valley and the East Coast. You can just go there, you know, it's uh, investor.zest.is. You have all the metrics over there. Some of them are bad, some of them are good. You can see all the weekly active users, demographics, statistics, revenues. Um, you can see our one pager, um, investor deck, and so on and so forth. So everything is super transparent. And, you know, we can share everything. 56% uh, of our users are uh, um, CMOs, VP, VPC, VP uh, marketing, CEOs, and founders. So probably the more senior you are, uh, the more you appreciate um, uh, the, the fact that this cuts through the noise and bring you the best of the best. Um, you know, we're trying to imitate this feeling when, let's say, uh, I, I appreciate you, Eric, as a marketing uh, influencer and thought leader, and I would ask you, Eric, would you mind to um, recommend, me, recommend me a link or two, um, you know, in, in one week that you think that is relevant for me as a, as a budding CMO? And you would say, yes, sure. So once he will send me this, this email with the link, I'll probably stop what I do 
And, uh, um, you know, I'll consume the content or maybe I'll do it later on the, on the train or the way back to, from uh, uh, work to home. So it means that I really appreciate your opinion. This is what Zest does, but in a larger scale. So potentially you have 17,000 people that uh, uh, we can match and know if you uh, potentially appreciate them uh, more or less. And then these people are distilling, uh, filtering and recommending con- content for others. So it's not just another platform, and excuse me for my French, that you can dump your content in and then just manipulate the algorithm and ask for votes and all that to get more uh, more exposure. So I hope that I answered your, your question. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's good for sure. I, I mean, so how do you guys, how do you guys make money? That's a great question because um, uh, what we learned and uh, because we are so cons- um, professional uh, um, oriented, you know, our, our members, all of them are professionals right now, as you said, only the marketing vertical. So we divided our uh, audience or our members into uh, three different ARPUs, average revenue per users. The model that uh, have the highest ARPU uh, 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 of a given uh, user, uh, it's model for enterprises. Uh, so right now we are in contact with two huge enterprises. One of them want to take Zest and to use it internally as a content or education platform for their own uh, thousands of employees. Over there we're speaking with the chief education officer. Um, they love Zest because they understood that it's not only that you can um, uh, improve your talent and uh, your professional development, but you also can have your employees be part of the whole, again, you know, distillation process and, and matching the right content and the knowledge with them. So that's something that we are speaking with those enterprises. The other, the other aspect of the enterprise uh, or the highest ARPU kind of users is that we, uh, um, you know, we don't have the force to go to other verticals and to expand as of yet. So uh, we are speaking with uh, uh, one enterprise that wants to take over uh, the gaming uh, developer industry. Over there, there are, again, there, there is a huge amount of data that's been produced as far as it relates to educational stuff. Uh, a lot of fluffy matter, you know, a lot of uh, a, a biased algorithms and basic content. And they want to do Zest for gaming developers so we can franchise, for the time being, we can franchise Zest uh, 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 for them. Um, so over there and with those two enterprises, we're speaking about 40,000 uh, annual contract, uh, you know, for the next one year as a pilot. And then, of course, uh, we'll speak about other prices, but that's currently one of the models that we use. Now we'll move to the other side of the of the spectrum. Um, users with the lowest ARPU. Um, so over there we have another solution. We launch it probably in October or November. This uh, solution or this model called uh, Premium. Uh, over there we'll have Premium accounts. And what we understood is that for us destinations where the knowledge will be presented is only a tactical thingy because. We want that our distilled professional knowledge will meet our professional users wherever it suits for them. And some people told us in our user advisory board, they don't want another feed. They don't want another feed on their desktop and they don't want another feed of content on their mobile. What they want to get is that they love Zest and they appreciate the whole distillation process. And they want to get, um, you know, a, a text message each morning with three links. Uh, with audio summarized articles that we choose for them. And they can just, you know, click the link and then hear the audio summarized article again on the way to work, let's say. So that's the way that they want to consume uh, the content for this kind of, uh, and that's of course one of the features that we'll provide as premium. Uh, we have tons of more ideas of what we want to add in. So we launched this model uh, later on. Today, the way that we are generating revenues um, those are kind of medium, uh, you know, kind of uh, users with uh, with medium ARPU. 
is that we have Content Boost, uh, which I assume that you know. And uh, over there, uh, content that was distilled and got approved and found its way to the Zest uh, feed, which, which is quite hard. And those blogs or bloggers who wrote this article, if they want to have extra exposure uh, of this content on, uh, on Zest, so we, are, we have some sort of a marketing-based uh, model. And over there, you can just uh, purchase you know, plans with uh, clicks. We are really limiting the, the amount of uh, partners each week only four uh, um, companies or brands can boost their content. We are controlling everything. There is no, uh, you know, it's not self-served. Just to, sorry, sorry, um, just just to simplify things right now because I'm getting kind of confused. So can you can you break down uh, approximately how much revenue you guys are generating right now and then maybe what percent to, you know, what kind of things? Because it sounds like you guys have a lot of different offerings, but I'm, I'm kind of getting lost right now. <laughs> sure, definitely. Um, right now we are, uh, we, lo- we are, Generating uh, probably we will finish this quarter with around the 15 to 20 thousand uh, 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 dollars. Uh, so that's for the uh, for this uh, medium business model that we have, the content uh, boost. And the rest of the business models again, they will uh, probably will be launched by the uh, end of this. Uh, uh, sorry, by the end of next quarter. Uh, but currently we have only one business model that is live and kicking. Okay, great. Sounds good. And so you said you mentioned you said seventeen thousand uh, weekly active users. Is that correct? Yeah. Okay. So that that's that's pretty high for a, a marketing audience. So how did you go about acquiring the first seventeen thousand uh, users? Um, all right, I'll, I'll go through it quite briefly because I, I know it can be long. So um, the first uh, thing that we did, you know, with our alpha version, we just reached out to several. Uh, you know, colleagues and uh, people that we uh, appreciate their uh, their opinion. We got slaughtered. Everyone hated it. It was uh, one and a half years ago. Um, I almost cried, really. It was a horrible, horrible experience, but I think it was so crucial to move on. Then we understood that we need to add a couple of more uh, features, and we went. Well, let's talk about that. I mean, what? because I remember you reached out to me. I, I, I thought it actually went well for you. So so what, what happened? You reached out to a bunch of people, and then what happened? So um, I reached out to them. I told them, the, you know, really short about uh, the story. I, it was a, an email uh, reach out in this case. Um, I told them um, um, that I'm like um, trying to uh, to do something new. I have a new uh, uh, venture that I'd like to uh, to start. Um, it's, it should tackle, you know, uh, uh, those uh, three uh, bullet points, let's say. And then, if they don't mind, just to give their uh, their opinion. And I send them, you know, a short type form kind of uh, kind of survey, just to try to extract an NPS uh, from that. Um, and again, reactions were were. Horrible. Really, it was a bad experience, but crucial one, probably. Um, and what we understood is that uh, we need to add more. We need, we need to add people to the solution because back then it was only me who curate the, uh, you know, the content. And once we added more people to the curation process, or right now we don't call it curation, but distillation process, something happened. It was like the a spark of something that we, we, we uh, spotted. And we said, all right, we need to put more effort into better understand what happened over there and we understood personal effect of people who want to be part of the whole uh, uh, solution. And we understood that professionals, especially in the market, marketing sphere, had enough with the way, um, let's say, uh, um, different kind of resources are treating them in, in this, if, this if, if it makes sense. And I mean that, you know, you cannot just subscribe to a blog and then get bombarded with tons of uh, articles that the, these uh, blogs are sending you, it's just too much. And you cannot go to, through your social feeds 
because over there biased algorithms are serving you with content that you uh, need, but not, con uh, but not content that you want. So something was broken, and we felt that, and we felt that the solution should be uh, relying mainly on, on, on people, and then we created this, some sort of network effect open platform where people suggested the content and they wanted to be part of the whole distillation process and it just grew and grew more and more as time goes by. We didn't do any kind of marketing as of yet. We were doing some content marketing. We write articles, but it's not that we really, you know, doing some sort of paid acquisition or something like that. So that's how we started. That's and the way that we, we grew, we grew it. So um, it's all about we put away all the automation software aside. We understood that in order to reach product market fit fast and to prove our concept, we need to put all automation stuff aside and to fill our users. Um, I know it will sound a, bit, a little bit creepy, but we understood that members or users, they want to feel the warmth of our hand on their shoulders and to understand that uh, there is a real someone, uh, you know, over there who reviewed the content or just ask for their opinion. And people were in shock that we are manually reviewing stuff, you know, the content they suggested. That they, and they used Zest and that they got a lot of added value from that. And they said, all right, how can we help you guys? Because it's taking you so long to review those entries, let's say, or you're so cool, but it seems that you need a little hand. Do you, can, can I help somehow? And this is how we built not just the, um, you know, the amount of uh, active users that we have. It's not just how we grow it, but we also have another funnel, which is for all those distillers and moderators and our machine and, and the team can now, you know, just uh, uh, pick and choose and understand who can help us better with that. So we're running different kind of uh, funnels and we are treating everything super personalized, uh, but without automation as of yet, really zero automation. I think that's the secret sauce of Zest. I know it sounds a little bit unscalable, but um, you know, it's a cliche, do things that don't scale. I love it and I really appreciate this approach. Great. I love it. All right. So I want to switch gears here, working towards towards wrapping up now. So, I mean, you know, I think you all heard it, nail it and then scale it and then also do things that that don't scale initially. That's the that's the key takeaway for for this episode. And, you know, Yams did a really good job. The product's very well designed. Um, you know, I learned a lot from it. So definitely check it out. It's, it's still Zest.is, right? Yeah, yeah, it is. And uh, by next month, we're going to move away from the from the Chrome extension. So there will be also um, a subdomain with the distilled content stream on the web and hope it will help us as well. Great. Okay, cool. So yeah, I'm, I want to talk about, I mean, what is one new tool that you've added in the last year that's added a lot of value to your life? So it could be like Evernote or it could be like, you know, maybe you bought a bike, for example. Um, I see. I wish I, take, um, I could uh, buy more sleeping hours. Uh, that would be probably the best tool ever, but um, it's not something that is uh, achievable as of yet. Um, I believe that um, what really helped us in the last few weeks, because we are all the all the volunteers and all, all our uh, team are remote. Uh, you know, we're actually um, eight people who uh, everybody lives in different country. So we started to work with the uh, teamwork a few weeks ago. Uh, towards the launch of the new uh, uh, site that we're going to move the stream over there. And teamwork really works like magic for us. I think it was the secret ingredient that was uh, uh, missing for us as a team. We just, you know, start to work our own, uh, to, to build our own workflows. And I, I really like it. I usually find it hard to, uh, it's, fine, it's hard to onboard me to new products. But that's really something that um, um, creating a change at Zest at the moment. Okay, so this is teamwork, the project management tool, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Great. What is one must-read book you'd recommend to everyone? 
Wow. Um, all right. A little bit. I'm a little bit ashamed here because I think that the last book that I read was in probably fourth grade or something like that. I'm a little bit dyslectic, so it's hard for me to uh, to read. No worries. How about podcasts? So um, podcast. Um, um, <clears throat> I love uh, Everyone Hates Marketers of uh, 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 Louis from Hodjar. Um, this is a beautiful one. I learned a lot of things from that. Uh, but you know, I'm reviewing around the 5,000 articles each week, so I don't think that I need to read more books uh, at the moment, let's say, or to listen to a lot of pod- podcasts, because most of the content uh, that get published on this, so I'm involved in it in this sort of another, um, and this is how I'm uh, improving my own professional development. Well, let's put it this way. Since you review so many articles, what's your favorite marketing publication? I'm not sure. Maybe by the end of the of the podcast, I will uh, throw you a name or two. Well, that that is the last question. So first one that comes to mind, perhaps. Uh, the first one, uh, probably uh, um, again, Hojar and inter, in the intercom uh, um, blogs. I love smartinsights.com. Uh, these guys are generating great uh, actionable content with a lot of uh, metrics and and studies um, in it. For sale stuff, I love Gong.io. Uh, it's a new startup that handle you know AI kind of. Uh, sales calls anal- analysis, which I love, and uh, about, uh, uh, more than that, probably. I think that all in all, that's uh, uh, that's about it. That's what comes to my mind at the moment. Cool. Well, Jan, this has been great. I think this is a great starting point for anybody. Anybody that listens to this, looking to get better at marketing, go check out Zest. Um, and also, I mean, Jan, what's the best way for for people to find you online? Probably LinkedIn. Uh, that will. This is where I'm spending most of my uh, social media time. So it's just Yam Regev, and uh, feel free to connect with me. Awesome, Yam. Thanks so much for doing this. Eric, thank you so much for having me. Thanks for listening to this episode of Growth Everywhere. If you loved what you heard, be sure to head back to growtheverywhere.com for today's show notes and a ton of additional resources. But before you go, hit the subscribe button to avoid missing out on next week's value-packed interview. Enjoy the rest of your week and remember to take action and continue growing.